This is the So You Are a Former Athlete podcast, a podcast dedicated to exploring the effects that losing your athlete identity has on adult life. From community to routine integration to finding new passions, we've got you covered. Welcome to episode two of the So You Are a Former Athlete podcast. On today's episode, we are going to dive into the identity loss that often follows athletic retirement. We'll go over the signs of identity loss, the solutions of how to shift out of this mindset, and other aspects around the former athlete identity that you definitely don't want to miss. So before kicking this off, I just want to emphasize that there simply isn't enough coverage of this topic in the athletic community. Uh, And so I invite you, wherever you are, to give yourself permission to honor whatever comes up for you when listening to this episode and to know that you're not alone, because maybe this is the first time you're even exploring this topic. So when I talk about identity and sports, this is kind of what I mean here. As I'm sure you know and recognize in your own life, sports is such an integral part who we are growing up. I know for me, all of my friendships, my entire schedule, even my outfits on some game days out at school uh, resonated around sports. It shaped my competitive nature. It shaped my desire for health. It was the reason that I got up and exercised when I really, really didn't want to. It took my entire fall weekends traveling for tournaments, traveling for games. Three nights a week, I was practicing. In college, I would miss exams to go to nationals or regionals, whatever it is. And for many, sports can be an escape. Uh, Maybe it could do something specific to work on. It's a space to offer pent-up aggression or emotion. Uh, You can get out of your head, get into your body. You can avoid things going on with family. Uh, You can highlight your abilities. There's so many things that come with sport that you just simply don't get from other parts of your life. And when you're a competitive athlete, it becomes who you are. Everything you do, you know, resides around sports. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I can remember, I think in high school, I'm Alyssa, I'm a swimmer or in college. I'm Alyssa, I'm a swimmer. It was just like tacked onto my name. Like everybody identified like, oh, that's the swim team. Oh, they didn't even like know your name in a lot of different settings. They just knew that you were a part of the swim team. And it was really cool to belong, right? I think so many of us want to feel accepted, right? We want to feel cool and like we have friends and when you are part of a sport, you're like almost guaranteed that acceptance into some circle. So it, it that's really, for me, was a huge draw to being an athlete. And then, like you said, you really identified, I think, so many other really good points that become, you know, like awesome benefits of being an athlete from having mm-hmm. a guaranteed friend circle to having your cute sports gear and people recognize that you are dedicated in some way to something. And, um, and like you said, too, I think whatever's going on in your season of life also sometimes fuels your motivation for becoming that athlete and why you, it's, it's like something I identified on that first episode. We talked about for me, how swimming was this safe space was this, like, I could be who I am in this. And that I think is, um, it was interesting because I felt like that I could be my true self in the sport, but also the the sport was becoming who I was. So there's like this, it's like a double entendre there. Um, I want to go back to something you said, right? The cute 
clothes that we wear, the friends that we have all become really revolved around athletics. I can remember like I would get so excited to wear my jersey or my swimming and diving shirt. Um, We had a lot of different sports gear throughout the years. So what was your favorite jersey? What was your favorite outfit? Looking back in the past, what sticks out to you that is um, a little silly in regards to the gear? (laughs) So a couple of things. I just want to say too, like, my head was so big on the days when yeah. I would wear my my clothes. Like when I would like, mind you, I was an athlete. So every other day of the week, especially like middle high school and even in college, sweatshirt, sweatpants, leggings, t-shirt. But those days where I, it was a game day, especially I think this is like a middle or high school thing more than anything else was like, you tucked in your jersey. And for me, I'm 4'11". I'm tiny. So you tie it with a little hair tie in the back. So it's mm-hmm. nice and tight. Mm-hmm. You tuck it in. And you're just the shit. You feel like the shit. The jerseys in middle school and high school were way too big always. Um, so it was really cool to wear like... I had a sweatshirt that like had my team name. So I got to wear that. It, you know, it tied me to something bigger than myself. And that's something I didn't say earlier. But that's such a big thing too is you get to identify with more than yourself. Uh, you get to identify with a team, with a passion, with a goal, with this thing you're all working for together. And sometimes we don't always love ourselves. And that's a really great way to have something more and be part of something more. In college, as we talked about, I played club, I traveled, and we also made our own jerseys. We would manage our own funding. And so part of that went to every few years creating new jerseys. And so I got to actually, with a couple other teammates, make our own gear and base it off of a woman's body and we'll talk with the team and make sure that we had colors that were appropriate, you know, like not having white shorts or trying to not have white shorts, having other options, other opportunities, which was something that wasn't provided to me when I was young. So it was really cool to be able to do that. And then, yeah, just like the, we had this dry fit shirt that was like the Florida Gator. And it's like, Oh, we love the dry dry fit, dry fit girly 10 out of 10, my favorite. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I uh, actually went to Catholic school my whole life. So those dress down days when we didn't have to wear our Catholic school uniforms, you better believe I was wearing something swimming and diving. <laughs> like I wasn't wearing a cute sweater like some other girls were wearing. No, I was wearing my hoodie that said my high school's name and swimming and diving because that was like you, you wore a uniform so much that like you said, you identified with something bigger than yourself. Like this was like a look I made it look I'm cool I'm just not a student I'm this other thing not so, just yeah. a Catholic girl <laughs> not just a Catholic school girly yeah so I hear you on that yeah so let's talk about what happens after sports so you graduate college you kind of shed this identity it gets left behind or maybe you graduated high school whenever it is at some point when you become an adult this sport identity gets placed on the back burner or gets put down altogether. Uh, And more often than not, we jump into the next big thing, whether it's starting a family, whether it's becoming a nurse, ding, ding, calling myself out or, you know, diving into your profession. Maybe you decide to go back to school and you dive into a master's program or doctorates or, you know, whatever is next for you. And you become that this new external thing, you become a mother, you become a salesman, you become a corporate guy or girl, uh, you become a doctor, you become a partner, you find a new hobby, you know, you take on this new outer shell. And 
just to kind of speak on how that looked for me, going from soccer to nursing was really actually a pretty easy transition because both of them, especially ICU, offered high intensity. It offered, you know, camaraderie. You had to, you had to be a team player in nursing or your patients would suffer uh, or you just would you would you you could crash and burn and the burnout would be even stronger not that it wasn't there but it would be even stronger there's like the need to be a perfectionist in that space you have strict expectations um and you get to function the same exact way over and over and over and over and over again and the goal is of course to maintain the health of your patient but you you know i would be remiss not to also mention that there's a certain level of ego that comes with being a nurse you save lives you can wear, right? You have those Columbia jacket with Alyssa Herman, RN, BSN, you know, NCBC, maybe you're a CCRN or you're, you know, whatever is on there, you get to wear that. You get to have trauma nurse on the back or cardiac nurse, whatever it is. Like, again, you get to be something that's more than yourself. And so for me, that's really what that looked like. For better or for worse at the time, it helped me shift through uh, definitely not the healthiest way to manage who I am, because all I did was instead of trying to figure out who I was, I just became this external thing. And I would kind of love to hear Liz, what that looked like for you. Yeah, I think before I jump into it, from my perspective, I think you touched on something really great here around ego, right? We as humans, I think, are always searching to identify with something. We want mm-hmm. to be accepted and we place a lot of importance on that identity and on being accepted in some way, in some group, around some community, X, Y, and Z. So I think you also touched on a really great point that also like resonated with me and my story is... I never allowed myself to truly learn who I am post-athletic career. I also threw myself right into a very grueling, intense job. I was a burn unit nurse for just a couple of months and then went directly into ICU as a new grad. And that is who I was. Instead of saying, I'm Alyssa, I'm a swimmer. I'm Alyssa, I'm a nurse. And it, it all encompassed my life. And I... Then my friends from swimming became my nursing friends and the people I was constantly hanging out with were the healthcare community and things I was talking about. It wasn't swimming anymore. It was nursing. It was what was going on outside of the hospital or what happened at my shift. And, you know, hindsight is 2020, but I wonder if there are uh, some listeners on here or some other former athletes who feel the same where you never really allow yourself coming out of even if it's high school or college sports, that time to really get to understand who you are outside of that identity. Um, and so often do we do we label ourselves um, to just be accepted. That ego needs to be seen and to be heard. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's, I think, such a big part of it. But yeah, I threw myself right into nursing, right into exercise. I was didn't really have any routine as far as fitness. I was just kind of doing anything, something to feel like I was taking care of myself. But my identity at that time became so much of my nursing career. Same. Yeah. I, I want to ask you a question quickly before I proceed on. If you look back now on both your nursing career and your athletic career, what were why were you latching on so heavily to those specific identities while you were an athlete attaching that identity to athletics when you're a nurse attaching that identity to nursing why do you think um that was what were you maybe trying to not label yourself as or something like that 
you know, I grew up in a household that had the idea that if you were, you were successful when you worked hard, you were successful when you gave a hundred percent of your everything to something. And unless you had a good result, you were a failure and failure was not acceptable, right? Get good grades or get punished, um, go to practice or you're lazy. And so the idea that I like, th- there was just no option at that time in my brain. So it's like, I was constantly looking for ways to be successful externally whether that was sports, whether that was my job, whether that was getting at one point my NP degree, I was constantly looking for the way to be seen as successful by other people, the external validation of other people. And then I shout out to all my teammates. They're probably be like, well, so you're ridiculous. But I always felt like I wasn't accepted. I always felt like the outsider. I always felt like I was the one that like everyone wouldn't always invite or thought was weird. Or sometimes I'd say things and they didn't laugh and then at night you just lay in bed with your eyes open and you're just like oh my god I shouldn't have said that like this is what I should have said and chronic overthinker and so I feel that I constantly was looking for a space to feel that acceptance and belonging simultaneously I didn't know who the fuck I was I didn't know what I wanted with from life I didn't know what I was doing and even in college I changed my major four times as a nurse I worked ICU, I traveled, I worked in a clinic, I started my own bit, like all these different things, just trying to find out who I was externally. And it wasn't until I stopped looking there and started to actually get to know myself and try and figure out what fulfills me and what brings me joy and passion. And okay, you want to be successful. Why the heck do you care about success? So what even does success mean to you? Uh, That was really when I started to figure out myself. But yeah, so those were kind of the things that I got from sports and from a job. Yeah. 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 So it's, that's the bigger picture here, right? It's not as much. It's the identity of being an athlete or being a nurse. It was this identity of being successful. And that's what Mm -hmm. you're maybe searching for in both of those different periods of your life. And same, I mean, our backgrounds are so similar, right? Where from childhood success was an indicator of your worth of, of if you're doing enough, if you're being successful, mm-hmm. if you're getting straight A's, if you're getting a scholarship to school. So, and if you have the best job, if the most challenging career, right. That's, that's kind of um, it's characteristic of my journey as well. So it's really a huge, I think, theme to point out here as far as, yeah, we're calling it the identity of athletics, the identity of nursing, but like really under all, it took this, time of healing to learn that it was this chasing of success that was the bigger identity that has to shift, right? Yeah, definitely. And just to kind of like maybe take a strong opinion here. And this is why so many people have midlife crises at Mm -hmm. 40 or 30 or whatever age. I feel it happened. It's happening at a younger age these days. And it happens so much with former athletes because you do, you chase this thing. You're like, I want more. I want more. I need to be successful. I want money. I want to be this job. And you keep going and you don't even know what you care about. You don't know what you care about. You just, because you've never, you were never taught to care about that. You were never taught that that was, you know, burning you out and let this be like a alarm for you. If this is you, like maybe it is time to check in with yourself and be like, Hey, wait, this might be me. Like, what do I care about? What does bring me joy? What does bring me passion? And what did I get from athletics? And am I still searching for that from other outside things? Uh, huge great takeaway yeah. right there yeah hey. really big question right there uh and for our yeah. listeners just let that sink in a little bit if that's making anything come up just honor where you're at and recognize that 
there is a sense of loss too, when maybe you're starting mm-hmm. to ask yourself these questions and, and who am I? And I know that I, that was scary for me to kind of go through. I'm still working through that. Who am I? Yeah. To because for so long, I thought I was these different people, but great takeaway there. Thanks. And I know we also wanted to talk about the people that don't throw themselves into the next thing. If you're not resonating with this, what maybe does it look like for you? Uh, And I just want to speak to the nervous system for a moment and speak to the people that are these overachiever perfectionists. I feel that we appeal to that community pretty easily because we are those people, but there's also Mm -hmm. the, the flight and the freeze. So maybe you're someone that rather than throwing yourself into the next thing, you just kind of coast and you coast through your job and you coast through maybe motherhood or fatherhood or your relationship. And you don't necessarily identify with all of them but you also don't identify with yourself and you don't know what you want. And there's almost like a level of apathy that can come when you, when you suffer, when you suffer a loss, when you suffer a loss of identity, specifically with athleticism. And that also can be really difficult to shift out of uh, and to recognize if you're in the woes of it. So I just, you know, if that is you to know again, like a little bit of a broken record, but you're not alone. This happens with loss and there is always space and empowerment that comes with choosing something different for yourself, choosing to get to know yourself and choosing to create your own identity. Is there anything you want to add to that list? No, I think you you hit the nail on the head as far as one, we all go through this loss differently. It looks different for everybody. Some people might throw themselves into the next thing and, and try and distract themselves and are searching for that success that they're that they're driven by. Other people can graduate and can they like that I don't know who I am, but don't do really anything about moving forward to discover it. So we kind of stay in that limbo. Maybe that that's that flight, right? Um, the fight is heading towards the fire, throwing yourself into the next thing. The flight is just like running away from it and I don't know what to do. So I'm just gonna do nothing. Um <laughs> and and it doesn't matter which way you cope, right? I think the the bigger theme here is that there is some sort of shift from leaving an athletic life. And no matter how it's appearing for you, just know that it's valid in any way and we're holding space for you. And mm-hmm. just because we went through it some way, we honor and respect whatever way you're going through it now. And if it's different than ours, you're still not alone and we hear you and see you. Yeah. And if you're someone that's like, I don't resonate with any of this, I know exactly who I am. I've known since I was born, since I was two seconds old, and I still know. <laughs> Can you message us? Like, I, yeah. I <laughs> you need to be my coach. <laughs> yeah, I, I need to talk. I want to talk to you. I want to hear from you. Uh, we need, we need you on the podcast. Like, we need yeah. you on the podcast. Please reach out. Definitely. Yeah. Uh, but for those of us, which is the majority that aren't there, what the heck do you do? What now? What you recognize that you had this loss, you recognize where you are. And this is where I really want to talk about, uh, put my coaching hat on for a second and just talk about the shifts that are available to you should you choose to take hold of them. Uh, You know, the first thing that you have to do is always, always, always recognize that this is where you are. Recognize that this is the path that you were on, that this is part of who you are no matter what. And to honor the traits that sports gave you. Like, it's not a bad thing that I search for success. It's not a bad thing that I enjoy being competitive. It's not a bad thing that sometimes I have perfectionist tendencies. But do I want those to be the drivers of my entire existence? Mm. Absolutely not. 
So how can I utilize them to my, you know, advantage? And so for some, those might not resonate, but whatever it is that you took the, you know, being a team player, being a leader, wanting to just, you know, support other people, what is it that you had from sports that you identified with? And how can you bring that forth in your current life? Uh, find community, find community, find community. This is probably the biggest one, whether it's finding community through fitness classes or joining meetup app or finding our Facebook group on the former athlete forum. If you want to connect specifically with former athletes or having a new friend group, putting yourself outside of your comfort zone and connecting with other like-minded individuals is an absolute game changer. Challenging the resilience and fostering resilience as humans, you know, we are resilient beings. And if anything, that is what sports offered us. It offered us the chance to be resilient and to overcome adversity again, again, and again, and again. You are still capable of that. This is just another one of those things. And what does it look like for you to overcome it? What values do you hold for yourself? How do you talk to yourself also is such a big one. Do you compare yourself to your former athlete or to your athletic self, to your athletic body or your drive or, you know, oh, I, w- I miss those days. So getting really connected to the way you speak to yourself, getting really clear on your goals. What even do you want from life? If you don't know, you know, finding professional support, whether it's a coaching container like Melissa and I offer or a therapist, or maybe there's an old coach or a peer that you can connect to and explore this with. By the end of the day, know that you are not alone. (laughs) You are not alone. This is possible. It's possible to shift out of it and it's going to be okay. Unless, did you want to add anything as well? I think you uh, identified a lot of the things. I will say, yeah, everybody's feelings are valid no matter how they appear. And we're all human. And this is a part of life, growing out of one stage into another. So recognizing the shift is number one, right? Recognizing that you might be grieving your past self and that's normal and that's a human thing to do, but also how you can control how you react to that loss mm-hmm. in the same breath. So I think you you said, you know, um, really getting clear on the personal values that are still important to you that you maybe developed through your athletic career and taking those with you is now maybe and it's a different season of your life, but they are still beneficial. I think, like you said, finding a community and that could be outside of the athletic world completely, even a church or yeah, in a job, in a healthy way, identifying and, and that self-awareness is a huge component of this, I think, and noticing that shift and shifting out of maybe that loss and that grieving period. I think the last thing is that I just want to touch on is accepting yourself as a beginner because yeah, I think that coming from somebody who was an athlete for 15 years, I was not an Olympic athlete. I was not an NCAA champion by any means. However, I worked for 15 years in the pool. And once that I lost that and I had to find some new outlets to kind of feel, like I said, those values that are still such a part of me, it was really hard for me to commit to something and continue to show yeah. up because... I could just get in the pool and and it was muscle memory and know what I had to do. But like, then I had to get into a gym or start running and I'm not the most coordinated person by any means. And it was like, why can't I just be faster? Why, why am I just like, just give up. Right. Like, but I had to, I think like now hindsight wise, I can say like, 
I didn't value being a beginner again. I didn't remember at five years old what it was like to start swimming and how hard it was. I had done it for so long, I became almost an expert at it. So just really not having these like hard, fast goals, enjoying the journey over the destination and really meeting yourself where you're at um, post-athletic career. And as this identity is shifting, just taking it one day at a time, reminding yourself that this is just the beginning and it's only going to get better from here. Love it. Yeah, Liz, thank you so much for sharing that. And just to kind of wrap up this episode, uh, to emphasize the highlights, one, there is a like a loss of identity that happens when we leave sports. It is 100% normal. Uh, it may look like diving into the next thing for you. It may look like just not knowing or coasting. And this shows up too with like lack of fulfillment, frustration, feeling stuck. Please know there are ways to shift out. It's okay to be a beginner. <laughs> Get clear on your values, connect to community, adjust how you talk to yourself, reach out to support. There is so, so much out there and there is always the ability to grow and to create a new life and a life that is fulfilling. But to just wrap it up here, you know, we want to hear from you and what you liked about this episode. If anything specific spoke to you, maybe how this loss of identity showed up for you. Uh, So if you want to go to our Facebook page, so you're a former athlete podcast. And comment what your biggest takeaway from this episode. We would love to support you in that group. Also, feel free to check out the links below to follow us on Instagram, to join the former athlete forum. I think that's it for today. Liz, anything else? I think that's it. Just know um, if you're in this boat with us, feel free to reach out, support each other. We're always looking to connect and support anybody who uh, who needs it. So yeah, we, uh, we love hearing from you guys. And thanks for listening. Love you guys. Bye. Bye.